0: Welcome to Talking with the Animals, an exploration of animal communication. Join animal communicator, craniosacral therapist, and NES practitioner, Caroline Pope, as she discusses how to understand other species as they truly are, not just from the human perspective. That's right, Mecco. Discover how communicating with our four-legged friends can open up a whole new world for both of you. And now, your host, and Australia's most recognized and well-known animal communicator, Caroline Pope.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking With The Animals. I'm your host, Caroline Pope. Thank you very much for tuning in. Now, today, I had a great question from Lita, why it's always harder to hear our own animals than someone else's and why when I teach, I never teach using the person's own animals. It's always with an animal I don't know at all. Basically, it's because we are all so attached to our own animals that it's really hard to hear things clearly. It's a bit like the doctor shouldn't treat their own child regularly. You need that detachment to see the whole picture. Uh, You get a clairvoyant. They're not going to read or at least be accurate with their close friends and family because you know so much about them and energetically you're intertwined. It's going to blur the reading. The proverbial um, sound of one hand clapping The more detached you are, the less emotion you have, the more genuine information you're likely to garner and the more you're going to hear. And because telepathics is so subtle, it's not the big booming Monty Python voice over the movie. And it's often mistaken. Most people will mistake what an animal is saying for their own comments. They'll say, oh, I, th- I always thought that was coming from me. And that's when they realize, no, it's communication. So it's always much, much harder. And I myself, if I've got you know, small, rude, sarcastic comments, I'll certainly hear them. But if I have a big decision um, to make with one of my animals, or if I know something's bothering them and I'm not picking it up, I've got half a dozen friends that are communicators and vets. And I'll always call one of them because I am too close in the same way as actually working on an animal with cranial um, or nests I will actually I'll do the you know, emergency stuff yes when I first get them for the first couple of weeks because I'm not that um, energetically entwined but later down the track I'll always get someone else to work on them because you're just too close energetically. The proverbial can't see the wood for the trees really does sum it up. Lita always asked, are they linked with us all of the time? And look, that's a yes and no. I have no doubt we're all running in the background quite often. But think of it like Facebook, Messenger. It's always on if it's on your phone, but it doesn't mean you're checking it all the time. Animals will certainly tune into us a lot more. But again, that also depends on the individual animal. It's like children. Some children, their mother, um, they're clingy. They want to be with mum all the time. They don't want to let her out of their sight. Others don't really care where she is. They'll wander off and play. It's very, very similar. Some animals will want to be tuned in with you all the time. Others will have, quite frankly, better things to do some of the time. Other times they'll tune in. And it, it also depends, they know what you're doing. For example, my lot will usually tune in when I'm working. Um, and if I ask them a direct question, they may well be doing something else. But if I go, Oi, need a hand here. I know nine times out of 10, I'll get it. But does it mean they're tuned in with me 24-7? No. Um, as one of them just pointed out, they've got far, far better things to do than to um, listen to me all of the time or what's inside my head. And that's perfectly reasonable. I understand that. But they will also talk to others around you. Um, I think I've mentioned before Tuvok, my first dog, when I, he taught me a lot of what I know with animal communication. And if he hadn't died when he had, I probably still wouldn't be doing this now. It was a real struggle for me after he died. I never realized just how much he was doing. People would always say, oh, my animal is so, much, so different around you. My animal's so good with you, blah, blah, blah. What I hadn't realized at the time and didn't realize until afterwards is that's because Tuvok had tuned in to every single animal I was going to work with told them what would be going on, what he'd ask them, what he'd require of them to do in order to help themselves. So of course, the animal knew what was going on. The animal knew that I was coming and they knew what to expect. And of course, knowing what to expect from an animal or a human can be huge. If you've never had a craniosacral session before, you've got no idea what's going on. If you're sore, you may well be apprehensive, particularly if you've had physio or something in the past and you've pulled up sore the next day. It's perfectly natural and animals are no different. So of course, if they, the animal has been told by someone what to expect, what's likely to go on, they're going to be much more relaxed about the session. And of course, second time onwards, they've been there, done that. They know what to go, what to expect. Um, In the same way, I'll often now, sadly, have, um, I'll go to an animal for the first time and it'll just look at me and go, do you really do X and Y? And I'll just know that bloody cockatoo's been at them already. Um, And I'll often get insulted and the insults are exactly what the cockatoo would say. So yes, we all know what's happened there. Um, My own animals will sometimes warn me. I went to see... um, a horse last year. And it's the first time Mecco had ever said anything to me. And he said very, very clearly, do not work on that horse's back end. And I don't do many horses. And I was popping him home to go and work on this particular horse. And he'd never said anything. So I was, um, you know, obviously, I listened and decided, you know what, I'm going to Safety being of paramount importance, I'm going to listen to my dog, doesn't make any sense to me, but hey, if, I'm, if he's wrong, it's no biggie. If he's right, could prevent a big accident. Um, found out the next day uh, when the vet was down that, um, yes, in actual fact, the horse had had a massive injury and it was holding itself in beautifully, but had I tried to work on the back end, things could have got pretty nasty. So that's very much a case of them tuning in, in order to help everybody, including the horse. And I don't know, the horse may well have spoken to Mecco, because when an owner speaks to me to book an appointment, or even emails, because it's all communication, you communicate via email the same way you communicate via the phone, messenger, WhatsApp, Telegram, whichever way you want to do it. Email, all of it, it's all communication. So this horse will have known when the owner was either looking me up on the website or someone may well have mentioned me and uh, they've said, oh, that sounds like a great idea for the pony, I'll go and try it. Horse may well be listening to that, in which case it will then tune in to either myself or one of my animals. And of course, keep in mind, I never tune in. I will not tune into anything unless I'm working with it. I very, very rarely hear from my own animals, very rarely, which is why when Meko said something, I took up and sat up and took notice. Um, my animals loved it when I used to run communication classes because it was if they wanted to get something through, it was the only time they got it through. I just don't. It's kind of like I guess the mechanic never doing his own car. It's the same scenario. The only thing I hear regularly is the cockatoo. That's the one thing I can't tune out. And seeing he tells me he's a demigod, you know, I'm kind of inclined to take him that he's right on that. Uh, And by the way, he actually predicted the earthquake. 15 minutes beforehand, he told his family that there was going to be an earthquake. And to quote him, batten down the hatches because it's going to be a big one. He was right. So... They do know what's going on around, but just because they know what's going on around doesn't mean they're always going to listen or do something about it. Did you ever do, always listen to your mother and do as you were told or your family and friends? I don't think so. All animals have essentially free will to listen or not. Um, And often things are going to be more interesting. No different to think of when your dog's in the park and you do a recall. Sometimes your dog's going to come. Sometimes there's going to be something more interesting that they're going to want to check out. Listening or not listening to you is exactly the same thing. And let's face it, they may choose to listen to us, but most of us don't listen to them. And it is something that should work two ways. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking With The Animals. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe and please feel free to drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you to everybody that PM'd me for topics this week. Always, always feel free. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love suggestions for more topics. I will cover a few more of these in the next couple of weeks, but the more people ask, the more I can give. And please, feel free to put it on the Facebook and Instagram page too because you may well give other people an idea on a topic as well. Take care, stay safe, and as always, until next time, remember to talk with the animals.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking With The Animals. To learn more about Caroline and the services she provides, visit caroline-pope.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Caroline Pope Animal Communicator, CST and NES Therapy. Are you ready to change the way you see your world and the animals in it? Well, we know his answer. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next time.